0: All right, here we go, guys. <coughs> so, as you know, I've been, in recent years, very interested in various literary techniques in Tanakh, and some of you have heard a whole bunch of them from me, but I think this one you might not have heard as much, which is, when does Tanakh have two readings in mind on purpose? Now, I just want to clarify what that means. There could be a at what the right reading is, and they might both be legitimate, but that doesn't mean that you think the text wanted both readings. You just think that it's unclear, and commentators could have a good argument what's correct. So let's say you're trying to figure out, I don't know, uh, was Shimon and Levi right in wiping out Shem or was Yaakov right in criticizing them? So in theory, I could hear both possibilities, meaning someone could say there's one right answer and let's argue out who's right. We'll use logical arguments. We'll use literary arguments, what the case may be, right? But the second model, which I'm describing now, is what if the Torah purposely leads us in both directions and wants us to feel conflicted so, say rabbi, that seems a little far-fetched. So, let's try. What might the Torah do to kind of give Schumann Levy's argument more prominence? Who remembers their brashit Lamedalad? I mean, it gives them the last word. Very good. So, again, Alicia's right. You could quibble with how important that is. I'm really doing this more just as a model. So let's say someone says, getting the last word matters in an argument. So you look at medalla, does Shimon and Levi get the last word, maybe Tanakh is kind of head, pushing us in the direction of identifying with Shimon and Levi. Okay, what might happen though that would then make you think that maybe Yaakov is right? I mean, all I can
1: think of is Yaakov curses.
0: Uh, exactly. What if the last word turns out to be kind of temporary? Right, it's true in Lamedalad, the last thing they say is yaset achotenu. Is it okay that our sister should be treated like a prostitute? But when you skip to Memdalad, Yaakov on his deathbed does a moral criticism of the violence of Levi. So maybe there's a certain sense where that's actually the last word. Okay, so you might say Tanakh really wants you to have this kind of conflicted feeling, right? A sense of sympathy with Levi and yet a sense of criticism of who they are. So that's what I would mean in terms of the the dual meaning is intended, right? Obviously there's Machloket in almost every in Tanakh. But Machloket is not the same as an intended dual meaning.
1: Okay, we're good? Do you think that the text wants to be conflicted in this exact example?
0: Oh, I'm, uh, I have, uh, I'm not sure, actually. I, I am, I'm more sympathetic to Yakov, but uh, I guess the question is how much does last word work? Look, if you're curious, Mayor Sternberg has a long article where he claims that the count does other things to give a certain sympathy to Shimon Levy. So if you think his other arguments are convincing, then I think there's more to – if you're curious, I will uh, try to get it to you. Okay, so let's see some examples, and like we like to do, let's see if we can create different models of how it would work. Okay, so let's go with the first model. This is the most likely you've heard from me. We'll get to more new stuff later. Okay, so Yona Hanavi has a very, very straightforward nevuah. One of the fastest and most concise nevuah of all time. What is, let's see how many words it is. Five words. Good five-word prophecy. We could all memorize it for life. What is, what is Yona's five-word prophecy? No, no, say fans here. Odu arba'im yom v'ninve nehapachet. In another forty days, you know it.
1: I was trying to do it in English. Ah, that's it. Fun.
0: See, Lisa Shmuelo is such a bright guy. You got to start reading Hebrew. Okay, are you working on your Hebrew at all, there, Markus? Not anymore. That's it. You've given up on the Hebrew I language.
1: I put so much effort into
0: it. No, never... I, I don't believe it. Okay, <laughs> no, I, I, I do admit that you know language skills are not necessarily the same as other kinds of intelligence. I do admit that, but uh, you're too young to give up on Hebrew. I'm sure I'll try again. Okay, fine. Does Rutgers have a decent Hebrew department? Okay. See you haven't even looked into it. Okay. Too busy with philosophy and mechanical engineering. Okay, so I guess that could keep you busy, I suppose. <laughs> okay, so uh, another 40 days and Ninveh will be destroyed. That is the content of this prophecy. Okay, of course, what happens 40 days later? Ninveh is not destroyed. So before we even get to dual meetings and purposeful ambiguity, give me a different answer to the following question. Wait, should we now conclude that Yonah's a false prophet? Guys, false prophecy is a pretty serious transgression, right, to mislead people about what the Word of God is. He said another 40 days, then we'll be destroyed, and are not destroyed. I guess we should die no stone Yonah.
1: Yeah. Well, the message of prophets can also be that if something doesn't
0: change... So okay, excellent. So, Rob Rubik is right. I've worked on this a lot. There might be an implicit condition an implicit clause in most prophecies, right? If I say another 40 days never to be destroyed, you're supposed to hear, assuming you maintain your moral corruption. But if you start to function as a more reasonable just society, then it doesn't happen anymore. Okay, but that's an interesting claim that, well, maybe all prophecies come with an implicit clause. I'll just do something to help that a little bit. You ever notice how the Avot seem quite nervous in Bracey? Who can tell me a case where one of the Avod is afraid? Yaakov. Yaakov is explicitly afraid before?
1: Asa.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Remember, it says by about Yira Yaakov, Ma'od by Yitzhler So let me ask you a very basic question. There are a lot of divine promises in Breshi. So what was what Yaakov afraid of, right? If he really trusts in God and has this intimate relationship with God, he's guaranteed, you know, offspring and the land and, and he seems pretty great. So what's he nervous about? <clears throat> now, there are many answers to that question. I'm not saying you're forced into this. But what is one simple answer, Korn Rafi said? <clears throat> that all that is presuming he maintains, he maintains his current mode of behavior. What if he decides I don't want to be a patriarch anymore, I want to be a mafioso? Like maybe at that point the uh, the guarantee, the promise would cease, because there was that clause built in all the time, Kobe.
1: Um, why is Yosef punished for if he, what if he thought that something changed in the jail? And so then
0: he tried to get himself out. So the truth Kobe, I have to admit, one of the midrashim that I struggle with the most in life is that midrash. Which doesn't mean I've answered your question. It just means that it bothers me with or without this point. Just to explain what Kobe's saying. Oh, Kobe, you missed it. Two days ago, we had a Chabad rabbi speak. Did you hear? From the <coughs> east side of Manhattan.
1: No.
0: Who, a lot of you guys are here? Yeah. What was really cool about it was... In, it's so interesting to see his universe. In his universe, there is no distinction between Shot and Drush. I liked your color. You no, yeah. Not one. It was, yeah. it was so fascinating. It was, sorry. What is i sorry. I, 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 I was explaining to was the, was the guys right 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 who went here. The uh, I Yeah, that was hilarious. Okay, Just explain, guys. Like, in his mind, here's a whole list. We know what Ashut Potiphar's name was. It's obvious what Ashut Potiphar's name was because there's some obscure matters where she's named. Okay, in his mind, it's clear that Asav killed Nimrod at the age of 15. Uh, fine. Uh, in his mind, it is clear that, what else did he throw in there? Oh yeah, that um, Asa was fighting about the Marna Machpelah, and a man named Hushim Ben Dun knocked off his head, and that's why Asa's head is the one thing that is in the Marna Machpelah. So I, for the most part, was just gonna keep quiet. Why should I make trouble? But then, after he quoted the Hushim Ben Dun story, <laughs> He then said to the crowd, or maybe before he quoted, it, he said, "We just read it." So uh, <laughs> I had to say, "We didn't exactly read it." <laughs> so uh, there it is, Kobe. Your Chabad universe—you could say shot and Drash are one and the same. Okay.
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> you're right. It doesn't.
0: Okay. I saw, I, just, well, I just. thought that was interesting. <laughs> People should know that. No, it's good. That's one thing. Like you shouldn't only have speakers who like are exactly what you do. Like you should hear what another perspective is. You could agree with it. You could strongly disagree with it. But just be exposed to something else in life at some point. Okay, so it, it's especially for the Bankai guys. Okay, But uh, in any case, um, there is a Midrash that faults Yosef for trying to get the butler to get him out of jail. And the sense seems to be that instead of relying on God, it's too much human initiative. And it's a little bit difficult because human initiative seems to be part of Tanakh all over the place. Like what makes this specific one like a a lack of belief. So I, I've never really appreciated this midrash, but if anyone ever has a good suggestion, please let me know. But you're right, Kobe, that is that is a difficult midrash. Okay, but in any case, so what do we have on the one possibility for Yonah? It's that the 40-day prophecy came with an implicit clause, and therefore Yonah's is not a false prophet. Well, good? Okay, but then there's a wonderful Barbanel. The Barbanel says, I have a different reason why Yonah's is not a false prophet, because Ode Arbim the Ninveh always lent itself to two readings. Because again, what does ne'pach mean if you have the most uh, literal overturned? What if I showed you, now you could say it in theory, but what's even better by the Bible, he shows you in Tanakh it has both meanings. Like when stone and Amor are destroyed, it does say pechat So clearly, what is one kind of overturning? There's an overturning of destruction. There's an overturning of annihilation. So that could be ninve ne'pachet. But what if I tell you there's a like in Tanakh, ne'pach li'bi What What is ne'pach li'bi b'kirbi clearly? No one's heart is being destroyed there, okay. No one's heart is being annihilated. It's been changed. It's being changed, right? Maybe Hafa could be. You could say maybe one of you'll use one day. One day, I know. Uh, when Nothing we should go there. It's the same thing. Uh, I don't know. We'll go with we'll go to Chuck. Okay, Chuck's always a good man to go with. Okay, once I Chuck decides that that you no, know, the meaning of life is that you no, know, to study Buddhism. Okay, so. Uh, it could happen, okay. So uh, he decides he's gonna he's gonna pursue the four noble truths, become stoic to the vicissitudes of life, okay. Chuck, any chance? Don't think so. Okay. cuz it gonna be done? Why you yeah. well, he's interested in being stoic? Okay. <laughs> Wait, you? Are you uh, attracted to Buddhism? Yes. Okay, Mark. Uh, I've
1: been reading some stuff
0: about it. Yeah, what, what are you reading? Uh, I just finished one of the armor volumes by Jack Kerouac. Wow. And uh, I'm also giving a copy a book uh, that is super Buddhist Okay. Mark, I didn't realize you're doing so serious reading in your spare time. It's yeah. exciting. Dark yeah, Okay. It's all day. Really? Yeah. What, what else are you pursuing now besides Buddhism? Um, uh, what's the it, theater?
1: Yeah. It's a little concerning at some point. I read some fantasy book. I finished like three days. Like okay. I gave it a crazy book. It got so bad. I, I Wait, you, are you a big fantasy <laughs> fan? Uh, a little
0: bit. Well, let's see how extreme you Finds are. Out. Have you tried the Wheel of Time? No. Okay, you know what I'm talking about, right? No. I don't oh, okay, guess. it's like this 14-page series that goes on for endless. Uh... <coughs> so, my son's told me something hilarious, which I realized, why well, I'll never read it. So you know, books like five, six, and seven are a little slow, but then it gets better again in eight. That's not very comforting, right? When you hear that, you do not want to read the series. <coughs> okay, so then, in any case, so what might I say about Chuck? Who liot ishacher. That would be the appropriate verb in Hebrew. So then what's obvious, what's the other meaning of O'dar, In another 40 days, they will change. They'll overturn their character and therefore nothing has to happen. So, the same word. Oh, very good. So if the Benel is right, so the prophecy originally was purposely ambiguous. But what I like about it even more is there is a correct shot. But what's the correct shot? Unclear at the time. I mean, the people determine which road the prophecy goes on in the end. If Ninve doesn't turn it around, Neppachet means destruction. If Ninve turns it around, then Neppachet means they're they're just a different people. Yeah. So
1: what we just said is like the no the
0: clause. And see why it's not the same as the clause. Okay, let's let's clarify that. I'm, as I'm glad in case anyone else is missing it also. What does the clause mean? Neppachet has one meaning. What does Nepachat mean? Destruction. Why are they destroyed? Because I'm supposed to hear a clause not about the word ne'epache. There's a clause that says that first sense is only true if, you stay. if they stay the way they are. But there's another sense that says they could change, and then the clause doesn't apply. But I'm not rereading the word ne'epache. That's why it's not the same as a dual meaning. Okay, I know it's a little subtle distinction. But okay. I am not think the word ne'epache itself has both meanings. Okay, yeah. slight tangent of a question. <coughs> sure. Does the fact... That can be ambiguous, proof that free will exists. So the truth is, right, can you say that because it, it does. I don't know if it's a proof, but I think it does open the possibility of giving more weight to human action. Uh, again, although I will say the ambiguity might not be for the character in the story to act. It could be ambiguity for the reader, in which case a little different. Right? Instead of the six lights, right? We'll use that again in one second. For example, let's say let's say the Shimano Lady argument is actually true that there's a way going both directions. But that doesn't do anything for, like, the actions of Schumann and Levy, right, in terms of their free will. It's just that it just says the reader is meant to be conflicted.
1: Yeah. But in this case of Yona, at least, if you take it as, like a historical documentation, then wouldn't it be more so, like, it, like, for the actions of the people? Meaning, he said he had the statement, and they could have chosen to say, like, okay, we can either we will be
0: overturned or, or we will change. Okay, why, why, is that a problem? I
1: mean, you said it doesn't necessarily have to do with, like, on the free will point.
0: No, here I'm saying it is giving, here it is giving the baton to the people. Uh, I was okay. contrasting this with the Shemalaya okay. example. Okay. Now, let me do another one where it's not giving you the baton to the people. Okay, this is really cool. Guys, I just want to give credit. You guys know I'm a big fan of Yoni Grossman and Tanakh. so he has two articles, which a lot of this is based on. So, I think he does a really great job. Okay, this is a great one because no one knows this one. Let's mm-hmm. go to Bad Midbar Yet Aleph. He claims that sometimes Tanakh sets us up with one expectation only to undermine So in here, it's a different model, guys. You notice here, it's not that there are two readings. It's that there's like a false start. Like you fake right and go left. Okay, so uh, this is like the... Uh, what do they call it? The play-action pass? Is that what they call
1: it?
0: Yeah, yeah. this is like the play-action so, pass of Tanakh. Pass up, wow. Okay, okay, here we go. <laughs> so in Bamibriyadah, if I just have talked, just bear with me. Okay, we are interested... Are you still a Patriots fan? Yeah. All right, that's good. Loyalty is good. That's very important being a fan. Yeah. Now, think about it. Let's yeah. say, what's the true test of loyalty? The Patriots win the Super Bowl every year, it's easy to be a fan. They have obviously, to go like 4 and 13 for a test of loyalty. True loyalty to Jets, Yeah, uh, true, ask, yeah ask, ask a Jets fan what life is like. Okay. I was very lucky to be born in the golden age of the best sports city of all time. Still, the best sports city. I'll tell you city. just one quick story. I, I guy's we'll go back to yeah. here. So, our second son really looked out. Okay, so. You know, I like sports, so it got passed on to my kids. So our oldest son, when he was younger, had one of those, you know, you know guys the backyard games, backyard basketball? So he had backyard basketball, at which time the best player was Kevin Garnett, and he was on the Minnesota Timberwolves. So my oldest son, at the age of four, decided he's a Minnesota sports fan. Okay. Then his younger brother comes along, who's two years younger. So in classic older brother fashion, he says to him, listen, Mordecai, you can't be a fan of the same teams I am. Get your own city. Okay, so Mordecai says, okay, I'll go with Boston. Okay. Yeah. Then about 15 years later, it turns out my oldest son has never experienced the championship. And our second son has experienced the championship in all four major sports. Okay, so there you go, guys. Be, be careful with that older brother stuff. Okay. okay. Yeah, I, I did not encourage him to go with my New York team because so I did not think that was a, a fair move. Okay, so in any case, you guys remember when they complained about meat and parakeet per- off of a midbar? And they get the slough. Oh yeah. Okay, but now that remember there's another like kind of secondary theme about prophecy in that chapter. You remember that secondary theme? Mm-hmm. Very good. We're good, Ezra. Okay, remember guys that Eldon and Meta start to prophesy? I'm sorry? Oh, <laughs> oh is it your prince of Russia? I
1: said
0: like, you oh yeah. Okay, that's That's a great prince of Russia, because you have like like ten things you can speak about. That's incredible. <coughs> Do you remember what you actually spoke about? Oh
1: man.
0: No, that's <laughs> right. No, there's too much. <laughs> there's too much going on there. Oh,
1: I think it was a complaint in the desert.
0: Uh, there you go. Okay. So, um, remember there's a theme and Yeshua's upset that they're prophets? Yeah. And what does Moshe say? Very beautiful Pasuk? What? I wish that all of Am Yisrael would achieve a prophetic experience. You guys remember that? Okay, so let's just follow the word ruach in that section. Okay, so here we go. So it says... Uh, "Now first there's Shivim Zekinim, right? God dispenses, as it were, His ruach. Okay, this is a great example, guys. English translation is going to just mess it up in my So, if you were to write the translation in that puzzle, guys, how do you translate ruach? Probably spirit, and not wind. Why not wind? Because what's it really about? It's about achieving prophecy. Wouldn't that be more about the prophetic spirit more than wind conditions, right? So if that, it's a ruach could be wind, ruach could be spirit. I think we could all agree in that pasuk. It's the prophetic spirit. <coughs> okay. Then the pasuk continues. But Yishar as as Ezra said. But Tanach Alehem what rests upon them? Ah, guys, he knows it by heart. Very exciting. Haruach. <laughs> Once again, what ruach? Not the wind, right? We don't care about how windy it is for Eldad and Medad, right? They can have prophetic spirit, okay? And Yeshua complains. And what does Moshe say? Beautiful puzzle, guys. This really shows you Moshe. It's very interesting, guys, with different um, personality issues. Clearly, Moshe does struggle a little bit with anger. He gets angry quite frequently. But he really does not seem to struggle with arrogance, Right, because the arrogant person say, but we want prophecy to be this restricted club. It's only like the four of us. But it's all rude now that other people could do it too. I think a lot of us have that kind of uh, instinctive reaction when we have like a particular talent. Right, what does Moshe say? I wish that everybody would be a prophet. What will happen then? So if you all agree, we've now had four usages of the word ruach. Every single one, it's the prophetic spirit and not. Wait. Okay, now Yoni Gross makes a brilliant point. Okay, some of you might not like it, but I think it's good. Okay, now, next two psukkim later. Okay, the Ruach Nasa Meit Hashem. Now, we probably know what's coming, but if you stopped right here, let's say you had a first time reader of Tanakh. What's Ruach Nasa Meit Hashem? Ruach traveled from God. The prophetic spirit, right? Throughout this whole story, Ruach has been the prophetic spirit. But then what happens to the very next phrase? And this quail come from the ocean. Fine. And then it says, obviously, the Slav means to a bad thing. Okay, so what happens after that first phrase? The second phrase clarifies. No, no, this Ruach is just the wind. So Yoni Grossman wants to argue that Tanakh set you up here. Again, it was a play-action pass that you think, oh, this is a great story. This is a story about, you know, the prophetic spirit permeating Am Yisrael. So you have four ruach that are prophecy, leading to a fifth usage of Ruach. But that false start is undermined pretty quickly. And you just going to know this is a negative story and not a positive story. And I think you could say that that adds force to the story, right? That if you just are negative, okay, you're just negative. But if things look somewhat promising, and then you have a dramatic shift, that I think is powerful. So I was pretty convinced. I wonder what you guys think. Because someone could say that the surprise doesn't last long enough. Okay? But do you guys think it's a problem? It's not a problem. Because realize, like the surprise of this word ruach is only like four words. Right again, you have Ruach Nasami Tashem. Stop there, and you can still think Ruach means prophecy. You just add the next couple of words. Like a God, Slavim, and already you realize, no, no, this is the other kind of Ruach. But I think that could be okay also. Why Why does the full start have to last for like eternity? Right? You have this full start. People think that Ruach is the other kind of Ruach. And lo and behold. Okay, we're good with that, guys. So as I'll get to you one second. But notice, guys, we now created another model. What happens in that model? So let me say two things. One, it's not that there are two Perushim. It's that there's a full start in one Perush only to go to the other. But also, in terms of Nadav's interesting point about free will, this is more, and it's very interesting what, I, I, you know, you helping me formulate this. Like, sometimes I'm going to claim the duality is for the characters, and sometimes I'm going to claim the duality is for the reader. Right? So as Gideon said, I'd like to argue the Ninveh example, the duality is for the characters. The people of Ninveh could realize we actually could shape the meaning of Ninveh and Apothe. It's in our hands to shape the meaning. Whereas, I'm not arguing that here at all. I'm not saying, oh, had Amishol done something different right now, Ruach would have then meant prophecy. I'm saying it was locked in already, but uh, Tanakh wants to affect the reader. Reader, you think it's prophecy? That is not what's going on. Ezra? So So you read it
1: as it the whole time?
0: No. Okay. Interesting. Thank you, Ezra. Yeah. As you make sure I, I don't gloss anything over it. The first four readings, you're very interested what you just said, so maybe I should reread everything. Right. But if you look at the context, the yeah, first four readings says, are obviously yeah. spirit. Right. But that doesn't change. It's more so like there was a full start. Yeah. Okay. okay, one more thing, guys. Okay, I'm sorry, Alicia. You know, I'm extremely fun to do. But you read an English translation, and there's no folder there. They're right. What will they, I, I bet every English translation in the world does this. What will you have here? Spirit, 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 spirit. wind right? That's what's going to happen. And they're correct. But even though they're correct, what is the reader totally unaware of? That's the same word, right? You will never know that ruach was used. And if you think that's literary significant, you're totally missing that, guys. So I cannot emphasize this enough, okay? I admit, guys, life is difficult. Sometimes you want English translations. How about I'll I'll make one plea? Okay, easily, we'll go with a limited plea. How about just chumash? Everyone in the room is pretty smart, has somewhat decent Hebrew skills, how about we just say Chumash has to be read in the original? Right? Well, that's not, I don't think I'm making such a demand. You could read, I know, not that it's in English. You could read your Min in English. You could read all your Neo-Hasidic Swarm in English, right? Oh, Kobe, you could read the Tanya in English. I'm okay with that. not read the Tanya in Okay. <laughs> 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 uh, Wait, because, <laughs> 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 because it's hard to understand it, because it's against the original. So the, oh, there you go, see? Kobe. Mean, in Binghamton, the the yeah.
1: one of the father me as far as
0: he can to and I'm just curious when when the Slotmans give Shir and Tanya what language do they give it in? They give it in English. No but I mean the text that you're using. I think they give it in they read the Hebrew and
1: translated in English.
0: Okay. okay. Alright. Uh, if, 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 you, if you end up going let me know. I'm curious how much they emphasize <laughs> no. the original Hebrew. Yeah. Yeah, because, but I think chumash, you guys have enough skills you should be doing Hebrew and this is a good example why it matters. Yeah, get here.
1: So <laughs> what is the significance of using the same word why does it like? I understand that it used the same word four times. And six times. It's, just, it's just more dramatic. Yeah,
0: doesn't it doesn't set up. It sets important. up a transition exactly. The fall of the slide. Right. Well, well said, Alicia yeah. Well said, Alicia But right, if it was a different word, right? You you wouldn't have that fall It's the precisely the expectation that's set up. Oh, ruach! This is great. More prophetic experience. Got it. Maybe even follow on yourself. Right. Bum, bum. Right. At least you understand <laughs> the world.
1: Okay,
0: so I mean, I might make fun of him about Hebrew reading, but he's very understanding fellow. So <laughs> Okay, Nadav, you good? I was going to ask the same thing. Do, do you understand the answer? Yeah. Okay, terrific.
1: It is the truck on all the roughs the same.
0: I, I, I will, you can check it out after it, okay? but maybe read it off. Would that, that affect it so much? It would
1: affect the fall because the people hearing it, they they heard it in the same tune, the same thing. They're ready for the same thing. Okay, interesting. Okay,
0: so let's go back to the first category. Okay, again, what was my first category? Where the character in Tanakh itself is given two options. So in safe vibration, Rivka is upset about her difficult pregnancy. So she goes to some kind of Navi and gets a prophetic word. One thing she's told is virav, that she's going to have twins. The Rav Yavod Sa'ir. Rav, the older one, Yavod Sa'ir. So what do you guys think is the simplest reading? The older one still served the youngest. Okay. But the Radak claims, I admit, guys, that's the most straightforward reading, that that's not the only possible reading. You could read it as, Varav Kama, the oldest one, Yavod Seir, will be served by the young. <coughs> okay, so he claims that grammatically, you could read it both ways. Okay, yes. now, yeah. I
1: feel like that would be <coughs> much more
0: Trump dependent. <coughs> okay, good. Seeing so, yeah, have the Trump might prove his right. Right. I mean, the Trump just tells you who the person who wrote the Trump thinks. Ah, very good. Okay, well said, Alicia. Okay, so here, this is one of my favorite things, guys, because one of my frustrations with the Hebrew language. Uh, see, Alicia, I also have frustrations with the Hebrew language. Okay, as you guys know, so I'm pretty comfortable giving she'er in Hebrew, but there are two basic mistakes I make. If you ever want to attend my she'er, in fact, my sons like to count them. They'll tell me afterward which four mistakes I make. Okay, so got gotta love parent child relationships. You can't be <laughs> So <coughs> Can I just get a little more water? I'm sorry. <coughs> so here are the two mistakes. Americans find it extremely unnatural to use the word et. Because the word et, quite frankly, does not really add anything. Right? Meaning, what is an American gonna say in terms of he closed the door? Well I don't know if you guys do this mistake. We'll say who's had dealt. Because right, that's we're kind of translating in our head from English, but that's actually grammatically incorrect in Hebrew. You're supposed to say who cigar? Okay, do you guys find that you're leaving that out a lot or no? Rafi Rubek, you're pretty good. right? maybe it's just me. Kobe, you got your heads down. Okay. I don't
1: know what the direct object
0: is. Oh, get okay, there exactly. That's exactly right. That's why it matters. Okay. By the way, I think I told this before. Ben Gurion at one point wanted to get rid of Et. Isn't that interesting? Okay, but he lost. See, guys, the Hebrew purists did not let Ben Gurion win that one. Okay, Ben Gurion was a very successful man in life, big, po- good politician. He cannot overcome the Et opposition. Okay. What?
1: was he worth He
0: had a crazy library. That's true. But even two occasions and another because. Did you see both of these, yeshiva? Because thanks no, so much. Just he, just he has a library in stable care yeah, and he has a library in Tel Aviv also.
1: It's
0: actually one of my favorite days in Zem. I really like it. School, okay. school, okay. so, <laughs>
1: school,
0: so, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Meaning, yeah, yeah, one of his yeah, lives, he had a place in Tel Aviv yeah. and a home yeah. in, yeah. Stable, yeah. in uh, stable care. Stable care is where we do the Super Bowl deal. Okay. Yeah, sure. I love the Super Bowl deal. one of my favorite to you in yeshiva. I always go.
1: Okay.
0: I, I i always give a fun cheer but i uh i also never never stay up for the game so it's win-win for me do no. you think
1: Ravens are gonna
0: i don't really follow professional football so closely so it's like i can't really take a educated opinion on this well Lamar so
1: okay. jackson lost my fantasy championship play, so do you, do you, ever, you have a grudge against him yeah.
0: no you were you, you were in the was that a Binghamton league
1: i, do five I, I yes. needed more even more like Something else not Lamar. Yeah, okay. not Wait, Lamar was Dallas on. He was D. on your
0: team or on the other team? My team. Dallas D lost the game and for me D. and Kamara. That doesn't sound. Points. Doesn't sound like a reasonable complaint. Well,
1: Kamara also <laughs> got injured. and Dallas D. <laughs> All right, so don't no blame. So don't blame
0: it on, on Lamar Jackson. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Okay. It's not. It's not. That was the big championship.
1: I like. It was the big into league, but yeah, How much money
0: did you use out on? Ten dollars. No, right. not the life. Ah, so that's good enough. It shows you. It wasn't about the money. It was about the pride of victory. <laughs> exactly. Okay. No, no. I'm, I'm very impressed <laughs> with the first time I've ever <laughs> a dollar. He's going to win 10 bucks. bucks. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't think that that no, would be no, like destroyed. No, no, no. The <laughs> buy-in was 10 bucks. How much did you what? lose, though, in terms of the championship? $100. alright right. I'm still not hey. sure. still not sure you'd be so destroyed yeah. about 100 bucks. No, it's I'm, I'm not too upset. All right. In any case, guys. There we go. Okay, so that's one thing. My other mistake is as follows. Americans also struggle with zocher Nakeba for the obvious that we didn't grow up with words having a gender. Okay, so it's a little bit, we have to remember that words are either male or female, but I'll tell you what I find, and I always say this guys, we Americans are so local and narrow and parochial. I will always have students say, oh, that's ridiculous. Why would Hebrew, why would language be gendered? But if you study a little bit European languages, you will discover most languages in this world have agenda. Now, you can still think it's silly. I don't know why. You can still think it's silly, but don't like blame Hebrew for uh, this weird thing that. Uh Right? You think it's silly? It's not
1: that I just that not think it's silly, it's that I find it weird that it's uh, all the oldest languages have that, which means a bunch of cavemen were worried about gender <laughs> instead picking apples. It's like when a man picks the apples, we'll call it this.
0: Okay. So at question least question? When, you, when you go into anthropology, that could be your great book. The cavemen choice to gender language. Story. I'll read your book, okay? <laughs> at least okay. the cavemen were so more like, like progressive like with their gender. With their much more concise. Uh, I don't know. It just plays it getting? at the Why is you it more concise?
1: you don't say his, hey, so you waste the word, but just, instead of just
0: uh, I see. Okay. It was now it's impossible to what? navigate gender politics in Hebrew. You just can't do it. Yeah, yeah, okay. that, that is very okay. right. Probably on your campus, you'll have this, right? Like sensitivity to LGBT language. So it plays out extremely yeah. differently in <laughs> Hebrew than in uh, than New Oh, that's it. You're right. You're saying the French have the same issue. Yeah. yeah how, how do you say is Oh, high that's high high interesting. So wait, wait. How do a French liberals deal with this? How do you say zizem in Hebrew? Like Latino, Latino. <laughs> <laughs> but there's it go okay. no
1: anywhere because it's ridiculous.
0: It <laughs> okay, fascinating. How do you say zizem in Hebrew? Uh, I don't know. If that's my daughter. Okay. Also, like what? It, hey, Olive.
1: Instead of who are you, is just hop. Like, hey, Olive. It, it hasn't really caught has on. I don't know like. Yeah, seem like right. changes to make to like a language so it's like people
0: on yeah, a like, yeah. Yeah. So when you make a language change, it's true, it might not be like the academy sleep language that decides, the street decides, but it's not so easy to change the street. It's not as easy as you think. You get the, oh, it's going to campaign, we'll get everybody to say ha instead of ha, who and he, right? I wouldn't try, Rafi. Yeah. I think it's gonna be. A, I think it's gonna be a futile endeavor. Yeah, sure. okay.
1: yeah. yeah. Fighting.
0: No, but it's very interesting because sometimes the street does change things, but I think it's rarely intentional. It wasn't like a plan, like let's do this and we'll change. I think when it happens, it just happens naturally. Right, I think that's more likely way to. It's generation. Right. It doesn't happen over, right. over a debate. So, in any case, guys, here's where I struggle. Sometimes, even if I'm remembering Zachar yeah. sometimes what if the word, word I'm modifying is not the word just before the adjective, but is earlier in the sentence? You, you understand what I'm saying, guys? Okay, that's when I really struggle. Okay, like uh, <laughs> if I say, the ball that I threw was, was blue. So I need the blue to be modifying back to ball. But because there were a bunch of words in the middle, so I forget what I'm modifying. Okay, so if you want to know, I not know, now you know my red blouse two most classic Hebrew mistakes. Achilles. Heel leaving me. my Achilles heel in Hebrew, leaving out the word et, and when there's a gap between the noun and the adjective, and then I make zappamechanic mistakes. Okay. So wait, Rafa, you avoid those also? No,
1: those are my
0: also Achilles heel. Oh uh, there we go. Okay, 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 there you go. Kobe you avoid those?
1: <laughs>
0: <Okay>.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but there again, just don't, don't, Kobe, it's okay if you say that, but don't fall into the trap that English is more logical. You only think English more logical because so you grew up with it. It is not, <laughs> and there's no like inherent. Have you
1: heard the saying that English is three languages dressed up in
0: the transcript of 10 to Oh, that's cute. Like And certainly, think so, about it, if you're a foreigner trying to learn how to spell in English, that is a nightmare. So, I don't know how any foreigner learns no, how to spell in those words. Especially okay. if you live in Boston. I never I learned how to spell in right. so, English. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right, even the native speaker can't do it. How's a foreigner supposed to do it? Okay, so in any case guys, so for years, I was str- I was frustrated with <laughs> the word x. But then, I read a doc on this puzzle. And the Radhaq justified my belief in the meaning of the word et, and Alicia got it. Now, sometimes the sequence of an et might be its absence. Let's just think for a second, guys. Had the Pusik said, Rab Yavod, et Hatzair, would there be any ambiguity? No. Not at all. Because et creates a direct object. You would know who is serving and who is being served. So had it said, Rab Yavod, et it would clearly mean the older will serve... The younger. Okay, uh, you're right. So this is to go together, right? Yeah, In terms right. of identifying the objects. Yeah. Okay, but now, so the redox says, so again, this might give you a little bit more um, a little bit more convincing that it's true. If it's since it leaves out the et, maybe what's the positive trying to do? Leave open both possibilities. And then what does the redox say? Why would that be true? Maybe that's the nature of Jewish history and the, the, the relation between Yaakov and Esav. It's not true that it's always going to go in one direction. There have been periods of Jewish history where Jews had more political power. But then we think about, right, guys, don't forget Hazal identified Esav with the ancestor of Rome and Christianity, right? So you say, okay, and then there are time, of course, where the Roman Empire is ascended and then the service goes in the other direction. So here, I think it's something that's even more interesting than the NINVI example, because what would be the claim? There's an eternal ambiguity. And to make the Adavs a very good point, it's an eternal ambiguity that, again, depends on human action, right? Rav Yavot Zair means there's always going to be this interrelationship and power struggle between the descendants of Yaakov and the descendants of Esav. Oh, who will be on top? That depends on how life plays out. Like, what decisions are made by Yaakov? What decisions are made by... Asaph. So I'll take to Ezra one second, guys, but I would put that again in category number one. You, you have a purposeful ambiguity, and as Nadav says very well, giving the control actually over to the characters themselves. Ezra. Is there something
1: in the first two Could be, is there something second? Oh, why is it
0: etashmai and etar? It
1: could be
0: That is interesting. Actually. All right, I have to think about it. As you might help me out, you say, I could find finally my second significant et in in Jewish life. Feel better about the word et. Okay. Excellent, guys. Is the plastic down dramatically
1: incorrect because there's no et?
0: Um. Oh, that's a good question. According to is I don't, I don't to, know. I'd have to ask my second son. I'm not, I don't know my Hebrew grammar. Now. Could, you,
1: could you have some idea, like, uh, or it's without having? An I mean, you want
0: to know? Could it said Rav Yabo year? Yeah, without
1: having. A
0: I feel like it would still be ambiguous. Let me just think. Put it around. Yeah, because I think, Ezra, very good. I think that hey is more about the definitive article and less about whether it's the object or the subject of the sentence. Right, you mean me on this? Yeah, so it would be... Right, you still want to know why idea, is it, it the young saying, one as opposed to just young but, ones, but it's not doing the subject-object work. Okay, very good, Ezra. Ezra, maybe you'll be a linguist there. Maybe you'll be the linguist of Binghamton. You guys have any idea? Does Binghamton have a decent Hebrew language to Anyone know? I think it
1: definitely has a really strong... It's not it's bad. bad. Yeah, it's Judaic status is yeah. I don't have a Hebrew position. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious, guys, because
0: yeah. if your if university has a decent Hebrew professor, it might be a good way to improve your Hebrew. Yeah, it also, what was it good? You, you did get something out of it?
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, not No, because sometimes
0: the problem is like the Yeshiva kid might have too much knowledge for the class. You have to be like an advanced teacher. That's what happened to you? It's, it's it's a placement
1: test is like a tax like bracket.
0: Okay. And
1: so I was the highest like, in the bracket. Yeah. Um, and I, to, I was some people were the what was So it took like...
0: Wait, I understand. Why didn't they track you based on background? So it's
1: a test out of 50 questions. I got a 33 out of it. Yeah and the brackets were
0: 24 to 34. Oh, I see. Now, I didn't understand your tax bracket analogy. Oh, yeah,
1: You're
0: yeah. saying it's like Elon Musk being the same tax bracket. <laughs> got it. Right, got it, got it.
1: Okay. Burke, they Why do hate? Ezra
0: Burke, anyway, needs to make a special tax bracket just for Ezra Burke. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you the whole course is much too easy for you. I got an that doesn't prove it was much too easy for um, <laughs> Although the
1: final was on, like, like what you said earlier about, like, the Nikki Vaz our earlier. All right,
0: that, that could be a little challenging. A Wait, way. so how did all those 24s pass? Oh, no, I don't.
1: I don't
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> they, they didn't. Okay, so, uh. Okay. Is that a useless
1: prophecy, do you
0: think? Oh, that's an interesting question. you see, at that point, it doesn't tell you that much.
1: Yeah, if you're telling me that over the course of thousands yeah, of right. years, rising and falling, it, the it, it from really, you was
0: that's a very good question, it really only tells you at that point that the interaction is. It survival,
1: There's two parts <laughs> of the prophecy one for the generation, but also one for Yaakov <laughs> and for Asaph,
0: but only in their <laughs> lifetimes. Okay, great. Guys, let's sneak in two more. Okay, now, now this one, you'll help me out, guys, because I think it's slightly different. Some of really are the same thing. Okay. Most, some of you may have heard this from me I'm not sure you heard me this week, but if you had to just bear with me very briefly. Moshe Rabbeinu, of course, grows up in the Egyptian palace. Then he goes out into the world. How does the Torah describe Moshe's exit into the world?
1: Oh, a lot of you have written about this by the way. But
0: don't forget, Moshe might be a reversal of the mythic norm. What's the mythic norm? The royal baby is misplaced and is a in a commoner's house, right? Isn't that true? Right in fantasy books, right? Right. Well, and here it's some way. What? Harry Potter. Oh, uh, there you go. Oh, excellent. Jesus. Right, Harry Potter plays in Jesus on the classic mythic norm. Jesus. Okay. Um, Darth Vader. Oh, there you go. Way to go. That was just That's great. Fun. It's never happened before. What a triple. <laughs> Harry Potter, Jesus, and Darth Vader. <laughs> I, I love that. <laughs> no, no, that. That was a great moment. Verse. Great moment in Yeshiva history. Okay? Wouldn't you guys agree that Moshe is the opposite? Okay. Right? He, in theory, is not royalty, and he's growing up in the good. royal house. That, I think, is less of a, a, pa- a paradigm. I was just thinking about that. What? And, like,
1: what? And, like, Ezra, what you think? Was, And
0: again, was a commoner
1: working in the pottery thing. Exactly. He is I Jesus. Darth Vader is Jesus. Anakin, Skywalker, he's Jesus, Right, although no, the Buddha actually belongs in that Humphrey. Some I mean as far as Humphreys and Motion belonging.
0: Five, five, five. Okay, so in any case guys, here here's what it says. No, Nadav. Thank you. It all. It's good you keep for today's Nadav journey. Darth
1: Vader is the father. Luke's we, we, son. We, we, we're and we're David
0: not debating whether Darth Vader belongs on this. Okay,
1: We'll so uh, we'll, we'll,
0: we'll leave it as a debate. Okay, so what does Moshe do? So here we go, guys. It says, "Va'yigdal okay. Moshe." Va'hibayim emein Moshe gets older. Va'yetzai Okay, now. If you finish the Pesach, it seems like there's no ambiguity. Now, if you look at the second part of the Pesach, it's obvious, who are his brethren? The Jews. Okay, no-brainer at the end of the Pesach. What about in the beginning of the post when it says so almost every commentator says, it's the Jews, that's who he's going out (coughs) to see. Believe it or not, guys, if you look at the Ibenezer there, the Ebenezer says it's the Egyptians. Oh,
1: it's it's the okay. Brother. Brother.
0: No, couldn't Moshe. Mosh- ah, no. So, Yael Ziegler has a great article where she wants to argue that Moshe's identity is unclear at this point. Mm-hmm. And let's just, for himself, yeah, yeah. and let's just play it out why Moshe's identity would be unclear. So, I'm going to ask a couple of questions. I think you could see why Yael might have a case. Who's Moshe's mother? Okay, but couldn't one say, maybe on some level it's... Well, wait, wait, wait. A second. Let's just let's play. You don't have to agree. Okay, couldn't you say it's ambiguous? Is it Yochevet or is it badparo Next, why is he named Moshe? Remember, isn't there a little bit of ambiguity? Is that really a Hebrew etymology or an Egyptian etymology? So couldn't you also add that to the mix in terms of Moshe not being so clear? Okay, number three. We're... Is there a term which might give you a sense of Moshe as an Egyptian? He's referred to in one place.
1: Ah, Egypt. terrific.
0: Guys, when he rescues Ra'uel's daughters, they come, what do they tell dad? Who saved us? Ish. Mitzri Hetziela Now, I freely admit, guys, you could say I'm pushing it here. You could say that's just a description of his dress. His dress like an Egyptian. But it wouldn't be interesting if maybe there's almost a sense of identity as well. Oh, look, this guy grew up in Egypt for the last, I don't know, 25 years. He is a Ishmitzri. So Yal Yal Ziegler wants to argue that here, Ishmitzri really could be ambiguous. And it reflects Moshe's almost inner turmoil. Am I ultimately Egyptian or am I a Hebrew? And then what does Moshe decide while in the story, right? Moshe decides, you know, I see the Egyptians are mistreating the Jews, I guess I'm going to identify with my Jewish friend. Prince guess Egypt gets this like. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah. Right. correct, correct. In so that might be a third example, but in my mind, <Hunter> yeah, right. so some people think, can I just clarify, guys, you guys can help me categorize this for my book, okay? So I think that Ninveh and Yaakov and Esav are similar in that Nadav's point, the characters in Tanakh get to kind of decide is it A or is it B? Here, I'm not, so, I'm less interested in Moshe deciding which it is. Too Tula to meet today, but hopefully she's, she'll do okay. I'm gonna go meet her in a minute. A, okay. a, what?
1: A, what? A, Bro, by this reading, you have to say that Moshe's struggling with identity even after he kills uh, the, uh, the Egyptian. Because they call him Ishmael- Oh, uh, yeah, 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 fair, yeah, fair, yeah, fair, yeah, fair. Eli? I think it was based on the Prince of Egypt when I was reading the power there and noticed that, like, it says in the pasuk that Pasuk, that, <laughs> that, <laughs> that I was <laughs> assume that Moshe I had no idea about the Jewish identity, but it says that like his mom basically
0: took care of him as a baby, and yeah. that's But more than that, um, it says he was like a son of her. Right. So the truth, it is interesting. This is where the Prince of Egypt might not be fair to the text, so because like the whole sense, <laughs> the whole sense that he was like in the royal family, it was a candidate to uh, you know uh, yeah. take over like that. You don't get in Chumash at all. Right, but again, you could have kind of a toned down version of it that at the end of the day, he was growing up in the Egyptian palace and therefore was affected by his larger environment. It gives
1: the story so much punch to say that he didn't leave because he was discovered.
0: Right, 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 right for a right. reason. Yeah, yeah. Getting an citizen.
1: How, like, it seems like the question wouldn't even arise, this case of ambiguity between these three cases, because it says, like,
0: doctor says that he was like a son so Okay, no, I agree. But, like, guys, that is an important point also. If I have seven examples and you think one of them is bad, that's great. Okay, maybe only six are true. You could make the Gideon claim. You could claim we're not meant to see any ambiguity here, and Moshe just gets this great Hebrew upbringing thanks to his mom and doesn't really ever identify with the difference. You could say that. I'm okay with that. I don't resist. No, no, I mean it's legit it's legitimate.
1: In in the text there's evidence to show that Moshe had a very intense relationship with the Jews even as he was being brought up.
0: Well no, because supposedly we don't really know much between exactly. him being basically between him being discovered and the three stories of his heroism, we don't really know anything. So, but it says that he was like a son to oh, let's, let's look at that passage exactly. Okay, Gideon, you, how do you remember that? Gideon? That was very good.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh. oh, that's right. You guys can all think about it this week when you listen to the show. Think about it, guys. That's your mission for this week, Shabbos. Okay, when you're here in the Balkhari, ask yourself Does Moshe have any Egyptian identity in the Psukim? Oh, uh, you're right, actually. No, no, the opposite. Oh, oh my God, Gideon. Uh, wow, what a day. Good day for me. Oh, uh, right. there you go. Did everyone what just happened? Tila Leban is said about. Make, uh, about bad Paro, not about Yochever. Uh, wow, um, that is just great. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm excited, get in. Next time I give this year, I'm gonna quote that. No, no. (laughs) What a a move. You gotta love it when when the killer argument against you reverses into the killer argument for you. That doesn't happen in life so much. Wait, but
1: couldn't you still argue that that, like releases the ambiguity of it? I guess you could add to it because he ultimately comes back to the other
0: side. Well, he He clearly had to have some of the other side. He ends up on the other side, right? That had to come from somewhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. well, know. again, it, it,
0: it, it, his mother is involved, right? Yeah, yeah. Remember that they're looking for a wet nurse and Miriam arranges yeah. for Yocheved to be the person? Yeah, right. So, it, sure it doesn't say Vatila the Bay, but clearly Yocheved had interaction with him.
1: It's also one of the friends when they see uh, the, the barbers and the right. their kingdom is very distraught and they freak out. That's okay. very
0: possible. All right, guys, We do one more. So, 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 hopefully I've convinced you all that Tanakh really does this. Okay, here's the last one. Okay, so, and I'm just reviewing, and then I'll go uh, see how my daughter is struggling in be too me. Okay, the. Okay, well, I'll just do it outside. Okay, when Mo- Yoshua and Moshe are apart from Egel, and there's a question what sound do you hear? So Yoshua says, Kol Biro, I think, Pemachene? No, we should look it up you remember what the exact phrase is? Any Kiti Subbar of Pasha people here? It's Okay, so Sorry, here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, here we go, guys. Yeah. By Yishma'i Yeshua, Yeshua hears at Kolam Bireo, I Hay. Now, here's a Kol that's Bireo. So, most in far the say Reo is from the word Truah. What does he hear? Some kind of chauffeur blast, as it were. Kolaom Bureau, But I think you guys are going to get this right away. Couldn't you argue that if a Hebrew reader is reading and he sees rash I, and Hay, what is he naturally going to say? It's bad. He doesn't hear the voice of Blast. He hears the voice of evil, the voice of corruption. Now, here Yoni makes a great point. If you, I would be convinced even without any support. What if I look at that broader parak and I see that the word Ra appears again and again? And you might right. So if you look at guys, you'll see the word ra appears like four times. Okay. So wouldn't you then say, ah, uh, even by Inachay Al Ha Ra'ah, Ashadibar La Okay, uh Okay. Before that, but again, I'm not going to go through it all right now. Is it always Ra'ah or Ra? Because if it's Ra'ah, then you
1: can still think it's true. Okay. So take a
0: look. Our, uh, let me find one more. ki barahu. Oh, you think that's yeah, also not parallel? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, but in any case, couldn't you say here also? But again, that doesn't mean I displace the, per- the earlier meaning. Isn't that what good writing sometimes does? You pick a word that can simultaneously convey both. What is Yeshua here? He here, shofar bless, but on a deeper level, hears corruption. So again, now guys, you'll tell me that's the same category. Guys, why is that not purposeful ambiguity? Because what I'm arguing there, not that it's ambiguous, but rather, it's both. it's both, right? Ambiguous is saying the Torah purposely wants you to debate, is it A or is it B? Here, I'm arguing that, no, it is both A and B. So in terms of the sophistication of biblical writing, guys, I think we've done a good job today. We have seen three categories. Category one is what I call purposeful ambiguity. The, we're not There's no definitive answer at this point, what ninveh nepachet means. There's no definitive answer, what rav yavod se'yer means. Then we have category two, the play action pass, the false start. Right, where well, again, there's one meaning, but we were misled. You would think ruach is prophecy. Here comes the smash. Ruach is the wind bringing the quail. Now we have category three. Right, category is there's an intended dual meaning, but it's no false start, nor is there any ambiguity. It's just that a careful reader will see the word ra'O and say, I hear the chauffeur blast, and I also hear the evil. All right, any comments or questions? All right, guys, a pleasure learning with all of you. Everyone should have a great morning. Enjoy the best part of (laughs) this.